Brought to you by Feitner Productions. Our world is an unmatched crew sock, spinning in the gas-filled dryer of a cruel universe. We are mere lint specks, clinging for our mere existence. We call ourselves humanity. Our words, our laws, hold us together as a society. One man is a metaphorical dryer sheet, refreshing the entire load. He's a lawyer, comfortable in his uncertainty, but uncomfortable with uncertainty. Beyond unreasonable doubt and verboten productions present Lay Down the Law with Billy DeClerc, your host. That's me. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, the podcast where we take legal cases and we turn them around into improv comedy. Then we lay down the pretense and get real. Before we begin today, I'd like to introduce my returning guest host, better known as Yakov Spearblatt. He's a multi-talented actor, singer, improviser, and musical theater performer, a graduate of the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Some of his notable roles include a lead role in What Rhymes with Orange at the Second City Hollywood, Luther Billis in South Pacific, Curly in Of Mice and Men, Willy Wonka in Willy Wonka the Musical, and my personal favorite, Jack the Beanstalk Guy in Into the Woods by Stephen Sondheim. He's been featured in Awkward on MTV and Lab Rats on the Disney Channel. And according to the Internet Movie Database, he can be seen in the film How Sweet It Is as The Bowtie Guy and in personal identity as Homeless Man. I'm pleased to welcome back to the podcast the very talented Sean McKellen. Hey. Hey, hey Sean. Up, Great to Thank see you, you man. For that, that glorious, wonderful, more than I deserve introduction. Oh, hey, now we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you deserve every word of that, buddy. Um, but before we begin today, I just want to note that today's podcast is brought to you by Larry's Discount Celebrity Endorsement Warehouse. And this here is my sister, Leela, and we're here to let you know that Laying Down the Law is proudly sponsored by Larry's Discount Celebrity Endorsement Warehouse. We couldn't afford to buy an ad on Pod Save America or Improv for Humans, so we're sponsoring this podcast. What's it about anyway, Leela? Well, anyway, we have a very important announcement. Larry's Discount Celebrity Endorsement Warehouse is under new ownership. Right, Leela? Well, Leela doesn't say much ever since our dad Larry died unexpectedly in a mysterious accident involving a George Foreman lean, mean, fat-reducing drilling machine. Yep, good old dad left us nothing but a mountain of debt and loads of inventory. But our loss is your win. Everything must go. We're slashing prices on all kinds of unsold and rare celebrity-endorsed products just in time for the Memorial Day holiday. Hey, kids, we're practically giving away the Axl Rose My First Garden kit, complete with a special trowel, autographed by celebrity guitarist Slash. And speaking of music, we've got the U2's Bono Fish Needs a Bicycle exclusive helmet. And for you submarine sandwich fans, we have the Jared Foley secret fun time photo set that'll land you in jail. 
Sports fans, we've got the Nancy Kerrigan commemorative knee brace and complete with a genuine baseball bat autographed by celebrity thug Jeff Galuli. And for you real exercise for life aficionados, we've got the last few copies of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's Fame, I'm Gonna Live Forever, or at least until 2020, goddammit, workout video. You're gonna wanna do some squats while you respectfully descend. And don't forget about fun time for kids. We have deep discounts on Charlie Sheen's Two and a Half Men Shoots and Ladders Bingo Extravaganza. Nobody knows what the hell's going on, but there are lots of ups and lots of downs. We definitely want Charlie out of our lives, am I right, Leela? <laughs> uh, all right, Leela, uh, come on by this weekend for a special sale where every customer gets a Bill Cosby pudding pop with every purchase completely free, whether you want one or not. Isn't that great, sis? So come on down. At prices like this, the sale will be shorter than Gary Coleman's career. We've got convenient locations in the Pacoima Parking Shop Mall, right next to the abandoned furniture store, and Fontana at the intersection of Alder and Shamrock, right next to the Bail Bond Convenience Store. Well, uh, that was an interesting ad. Um, not sure if they have the uh, Mr. T air freshener there, but okay. Well, Sean, today's case is from the first year of law school torts, which is not a dessert. It's an area of the law involving accidents, negligence, things like that. Uh, you got me really excited for a second there. Sorry about that. I, I'm sorry you're disappointed. <laughs> this week's case uh, involves the question of what happens when someone gets injured in an accident while also breaking another law. So that's called negligence per se, which is a Latin word that means you broke the law, son. Today's case is Martin versus Herzog. And it's from 1920 New York, and it features my personal favorite, Justice. Justice Cardozo. I'm not sure if he's your favorite justice, Sean. Your favorite justice is my favorite justice, Billy. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, since it's 1920 New York, uh, the language is 1920-ish. Uh, so the action is one to recover for damages for injuries resulting in death. Plaintiff and her husband while driving toward Terrytown in a buggy on the night of August 21st, 1915 were struck by the defendant's automobile coming in the opposite direction. They were thrown to the ground, and the man was killed. At the point of the collision, the highway makes a curve. The car was rounding the curve when suddenly it came upon the buggy, emerging, as the defendant tells us, from the gloom. Negligence is charged against the defendant, the driver of the car, in that he did not keep to the right of the center of the highway, as required by law. Negligence is charged against the plaintiff's intestate, uh, the, the heir, the driver of the wagon, in that he was traveling without lights. And that's also in the highway law. There's no evidence that the defendant was moving at an excessive speed. There is none of any defect in the equipment of his car. The beam of light from his lamps pointed to the right as the wheels of his car turned along the curve toward the left. And looking in the direction of the plaintiff's approach, he was peering into the shadows. The case against him must stand, therefore, if at all, upon the divergence of his course from the center of the highway. The jury found him delinquent and the victim blameless 
the appellate division reversed and ordered a new trial. So at this point, this is in the Supreme Court, the highest court of New York called the Court of Appeal. We agree with the appellate division that the charge to the jury was erroneous and misleading. The case was tried on the assumption that the hour had arrived when lights were due. It was argued on the same assumption in this court. In such circumstances, it is not important whether the hour might have been made a question for the jury. A controversy put out by the case by the party is not to be put into it by us. We say this by way of preface to our review of the contested rulings. So this means literally that the facts are not in dispute at all. They're just mm. looking at what the law of the case was, what, whether the judge made the right decision. In the body of the charge, the trial judge said that the jury could consider the absence of light in determining whether the plaintiff's intestate was guilty of contributory negligence in failing to have a light upon the buggy as provided by law. I do not mean to say the absence of light necessarily makes him negligent, but it is a fact for your consideration. The defendant requested a ruling that the absence of light on the plaintiff's vehicle, the buggy, was prima facie evidence of contributory negligence. Prima facie is Latin for on the first face. This request was refused and the jury were again instructed that they might consider the absence of lights as some evidence of negligence, but that it was not conclusive evidence. The plaintiff then requested a charge that, quote, the fact that the plaintiff's intestate was driving without a light is not negligence in itself. And to this, the court acceded. The defendant saved his rights by appropriate exceptions. Just means he made the right objections to be able to argue this on the appeal, okay? Okay. <clears throat> we think the unexcused omission of the statutory signals, that's the light, hmm. is more than some evidence of negligence. It is negligence in itself. Lights are intended for the guidance and protection of other travelers on the highway. That was, that was a really inspirational quote right there. I've seen it on a lot of bumper stickers. Lights are intended for the guidance and protection of other travelers on the highway. It's like a metaphor, really, mm. or a simile. Yes. By the very terms of the hypothesis, to omit willfully or heedlessly the safeguards prescribed by law for the benefit of another that may be preserved in life or limb is to fall short of the standard of diligence to which those who live in organized society are under a duty to conform. Do you see why I love Cardozo? He just, yeah. uh, just yeah, every that, sentence just, uh, it's like Shakespeare. Yeah. That like that 1920s judge speak. They don't eloquate like that anymore. <laughs> they don't. And they should. You really need to do the 1920s mid Atlantic radio announcer voice. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that would be good. That, we think, is the only established rule in this state. Like that? <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> oh, the okay. the, uh, the base, baseball announcer. Yes. Uh, yeah. Courtroom. Running out to the backfield. It's Billy DeClerc, number 75, <laughs> making a catch. <laughs> whether the omission of an absolute duty, whether willfully or heedlessly, but through unavoidable accident, is to be characterized as negligence, is a question of nomenclature into which we need not enter, for it does not touch the case before us. 
there may be times if when dural niceties are to be preserved that two wrongs, negligence and breach of statutory duty, must be kept distinct in speech and thought. And conditions here, they come together and coalesce. So they're basically saying that the breaking the law mm. because it's to protect people, right? Yeah. Is indicating that it's negligent. So they're the, they're the two and one. That's why he's saying they're, they coalesce. Oh, all right. In the case at hand, we have an instance of an admitted violation of a statute intended for the protection of travelers on the highway, of whom the defendant at the time was one. So, so they, so they, ba- so they're basically saying that, uh, so th- the lights weren't on to protect themselves or to protect others. Yeah, the other drivers and the defendant was another driver on the highway. So the the, the light that was supposed to be on the buggy mm-hmm. wasn't there, and it was there to protect the defendant who was getting sued for hitting the plaintiff. Yeah, so kind of like like flashing your high beam, like not having your high beams, like getting flashed in your face. From yeah, it would be, well, be the same as driving driver. right now without a without lights, right? Yeah, yeah. Yet the jurors were instructed, in effect, that they were at liberty in their discretion to treat the omission of lights either as innocent or as culpable. They were allowed to, quote, consider the default as lightly or as gravely as they would. Well, they might have well been told they could use a like discretion in holding a master at fault for the omission of a safety appliance prescribed by positive law for the protection of a workman. Jurors have no dispensing power by which they may relax the duty that one traveler on the highway owes under the statute to another it is error to tell them that they have but we know judge cardozo is saying that the trial judge committed an error Mm. the omission of these lights was a wrong and being wholly unexcused was also a negligent wrong no license should have been conceded to the triers of facts that's the jury to find it anything else we are persuaded that the tendency of the charge and all of the rulings following it was to minimize unduly in the minds of the triers of the facts the gravity of the decedent's fault. Errors may not be ignored as insubstantial when they tend to such an outcome. A statute designed for the protection of human life is not to be brushed aside as a form of words. Its commands reduced to the level of cautions and the duty to obey attenuated into an option to perform. The order of the appellate division should be affirmed and judgment absolute directed on the stipulation in favor of the defendant with costs in all courts. That was me closing the book. Yeah, you close the book on him. I'll throw the book at him. I'll throw the book at you by a broken the law. You ride your buggy with no caution whatsoever without lights. It's your own damn fault you're run over by a horseless buggy on the highway. Regardless of how careless the driver of the horseless buggy was, you had no light, which was in violation of the law. It's a, sh- it's a shame. It is a shame. <laughs> I, th- I think one, one thing might have... Uh... Might have been beneficial to this case, and that is a uh, a dash cam. They, you know, nineteen nineteen twenties dash cam just set up a bit, you know, uh, the full reel 
movie, uh, you know, movie, film camera. Just on the horse and buggy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there, youngster, what you need if you're going to ride your buggy at night, what you need is you need yourself a dash cam. What's a dash cam, you ask yourself? It's a movie camera. You run your own cinema right in front of you. Horses ass. See, we just crank the handle. We even, pro- we even provide you with your own cameraman. His name is Tim. Hello, Tim. Wave. Hey. We we have thousands of Tims ready ready and waiting to sit on your buggy. They're all they're all named Tim, and they're all ready to just ride with you. We cut to a 1920s photography shop. Bling, 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 bling. Ah, yes. How can I help you, sir? Well, I've been driving my buggy at night, and I don't want to use one of those pesky lanterns at night. Do you have something I can use to protect myself on the highways? Ah, yes. We, we have we have all these wonder we these wonderful dash cams available. Dash cam? That sounds original. Tell me more. Yes, it is a very brand new invention. It, it is essentially a film camera, but we provide you with your very own Tim. Oh, I've never had my very own Tim. Yes, he sits on the front of your buggy and just runs the camera. Oh, I would the love entire, to meet the your entire trip. Well, uh, may I meet this Tim? Yes, I'll go get him, Tim. Tim, you need to go run another camera. Ah, Mister, not the camera again. Go with this man and ride on the front of it on the front of his buggy. Well, hello there, Tim. Ah, You're scaring me. Well, don't be afraid of me. Don't act like that, Tim. Ah, Oh no, Mister hurts me. Master hurts me. You do as you're told, Tim. Oh, master, who did me? I just operate camera, camera. All right, so... Is that is that all that you're going to be needing, is a, uh, a dash cam? Well, I would like a dash cam, but do you have another option besides Tim? He's frightening, and I'm afraid he might um, molest my daughter. Well, there is the option of running it yourself, but I wouldn't suggest that. You, it takes at least two hands to run the camera. Tell me more. Well, we do have these extra arms, sir. Oh! Now that's a wonderful idea. Extra arms to go with my dash cam. Please show me to the extra arms department. <laughs> Quiet, Tim. Here is the extra arms room. We uh we salvage the uh the leftover Tims for their extra arms. Well, and... this is magnificent. Have you got any made of gold? Uh, not yet. We will have to uh, dip a few Tims into some gold in order to provide you with that. Well, that's very well. I, I do like this one made of pewter. Holding up a fist. Uh, maybe I could get. Have you got a matching one? Yes, we do. Oh, and let me see. Now, oh, oh, it's beautiful. I think this will look wonderful. I think the wife will just love it. Perfect. We will graft them to your body post-haste. 
we cut to the operating room in the back of the store. Yeah, I'm almost done. Right. Have you got I, uh, a shot of whiskey? Ah, oh, here you go. <sighs> I feel much better. And all, all done. I've got four arms One for holding the buggy in my hand I've got four arms Another for holding my darling's hand I've got four arms Two for operating my dash cam I've got four arms Four arms are great for me Four arms about is I didn't know the difference between a forearm, the front part of the arm, and forearms having two extra arms. Four I've got arms. four arms. I've got four arms. Two made of flesh, two made of pewter. There's nothing any cuter. I've got four arms. Arms for my buggy and my dash clamp. I've got four arms. I'll be the envy of every buggy driver. I've got four arms. You've got four arms. Yes, I I've, do. I sold them on myself. I've got four arms. You can really drop the craftsmanship. The craftsmanship is second to none. Four arms. Maybe I'll get two more for my son. Then he'll have four arms. When we hug each other, there'll be an eight-arm octopus. We've got eight arms. We've got eight arms between my son and me. We'll have four arms each. Two plus four is eight. I've got four arms. My son has You've four got arms. Four arms. Thank you so much, shopkeeper. I feel like this has been the greatest day of my life. Now I'll be free to drive my buggy at night with no lights whatsoever. No care in the world, because I'll have a dash cam, two extra arms, one to hold my spouse, and another one to slug the whiskey. Thank you, shopkeeper. You're very welcome. Is there any chance you could throw Tim in for free? Of course, we don't need him now anyway. Tim, go with them. Oh, God. 
Remember, if you remember, if your Tim suddenly expires, you can always bring him back for his extra arms. Thank you so much, shopkeeper. I didn't catch your name. Ah, uh, my name is Rudolfo. Well, thank you, Rudolfo. This has been a true pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. It's been a pleasure serving you, good sir. It's been a pleasure serving you with a dash cam and a Tim. It's been a pleasure serving you. Now you can ride your buggy with Lord Lantern. Rodolfo! Rodolfo! It's been a pleasure getting to know you, Rodolfo. It's been a pleasure working with you, sir. It's Bob. You are the best customer that I've ever had. You bought so many things. I did drop a big bag of gold in your shop. There was a lot I was sold. Goodbye, Rodolfo. Hey, we're gonna golfo. Hey, Rodolfo, you're gonna be my best friend. You've been the best customer I've had in a long, long time. No one's ever wanted the extra arm surgery before. Now, you put your trust in me. And it paid off, I hope. What do you say, Rodolfo? Shall we go? Also, let's get him to be our caddy. What do you say, Rodolfo? Let's I, go today. I say, hey, let's go do it. I love golfing and I love shooting. Tim, get up back. at the golf course, my new best friend and Rodolfo and I, along with Tim. <coughs> Tim, hand me the nine irons. Ah, <coughs> oh, yes, the nine iron, the, the greatest of all the clubs. Yes, I'm going to chip my golf ball. Oh, um, maybe we should use Tim's eyeball as a golf ball just so I can find it again. Uh, Tim, give me your eyeball, please. Yeah! Ah! Hello. Oh, uh, six inches from the pin. Ah, it's using the new arms, I see. Well, uh, they are incredibly on point, I have to say. I didn't expect this additional fringe benefit. Yes, the the la the Tim that we got those arms from was an excellent golfer. Oh, you should have put that in the advertising materials. Well, it is Rodolfo's cameras, not uh, Rodolfo's. Uh, golf arms.
That's right. The, the, the golf arms are sort of the, the, the um, what do they call it? The add-on um, uh, yes. to marketing parlance. It's the um, bonus material, like socks yes. at a shoe store. Exactly. Eyeballs at a golf caddy store. Right. Yes. And you have one, you have an extra eyeball golf ball with Tim. Uh, Tim, look, look around with your eyeball golf ball and tell us where, he, where his ball landed. Let us go. Golfing with Rodolfo is really very fun. I didn't know that I could get a hole in one. But I've got extra arms to hit the ball so far. And when we go together, we will use our buggy car. You use your golf club to hit the eye so far. If you were to land it in the hole, I would say that you are a goal. Golfing is great, but I've got to go soon. I've got to see what happens with the harvest moon. Now that I have got a pair of pewter arms, it will be so much easier to harvest on my farm. If you need a hand on that farm, you can look to Tim. He's got two extra arms. He can crawl all over the place. He's so great, you can hoe on his face. Yes, there, there are many, many benefits to having your very own Tim. He's, he's really a... Uh, uh, so- sometimes I believe I should uh, get out of the photography business and go into the Tim business. Of course, that might be illegal. This has been wonderful, Rodolfo. I will tell all of my friends about it. Whenever, whenever I go, I will spread the word far and wide. I, I appreciate that, sir. Just uh, make sure you mention that it is, is, in fact, a photography shop and not a, uh, a human trafficking of Tim shop. Rodolfo, whenever I tell my best friends about this day that we've had together and all that you've done for me, I will be certain to tell them that it's 100% a camera shop with dash cams and absolutely not a human body part trafficking shop. I appreciate that immensely, sir. And should you need my advertising and marketing services, you can find me at the far end of the dirt road, where I run a small marketing department in the back of my barn. That sounds wonderful. Well, this is beautiful. I hate to say goodbye, Rodolfo. I hate to say goodbye. And I never got your name. Bob. Bob. Oh, Rodolfo, we truly are brothers in arms. 
It's hard to say goodbye to Bob When you came into my shop I assumed you were a slob But you bought the most expensive thing that I had And when you did that, you gave me money And it made me glad I never know quite what to say When you are all going away It's hard to say goodbye I'll just sit here and cry. <laughs> brothers in arms, we are brothers in arms. We can keep one another warm. We're brothers in arms. We're brothers in me. arms. Rodolfo and me, we are brothers, brothers in, in arms. arms. Brothers in arms. Brothers in arms, Rodolfo and Bob, we're brothers, brothers in, arms. in arms. But then there's Tim. What will we do with Tim? It occurs to me that perhaps we ought to human sacrifice him. Yeah! I'll get the arms. You need two more arms. Tim, come closer. We're going to have another set of arms. The brothers in arms. No! The brothers in arms. Brothers in arms. Brothers in arms. Rodolfo and me. And Rodolfo Brothers in arms Brothers Oh Bob You, you made me so happy and I, I want you to have these extra arms Give them to your son Rodolfo I can never repay you. I know how much you wanted extra arms for your son as well. Yes, and now I wave goodbye with all six hands. Goodbye. Goodbye, Rodolfo. Goodbye, Bob. And scene. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, why is it every time you and I improv together, it ends up being bananas? Why is that exactly? Uh, because we're both insane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That, uh, that was But it, it, it it actually, uh, stayed somewhat on the rails as compared to normal. (laughs) (laughs) I think there was an arc. There was was an arc. There was character development. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it had something to do with the case we started out with, although not a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh. 
I feel like uh, I feel like um, our listeners um, uh, may have learned something. They may have learned nothing. Um, but the time has gone by. The moral of the story is, um, in addition to not trafficking any human body parts, mm -hmm. um, that sometimes your own negligence in violating the law is negligence per se. And that means that even if the other person, the person you sue, was also negligent, your violation of a statute or law can prevent you from recovering yourself, even if the jury agrees with you on the facts, the appellate department can take it all away. Mm. Much like arms from a Tim. Yes. So we want to get to know you, Sean, a little bit. All right. Um, so, Sean, this is called laying down the pretense. Ah. Uh -huh. Because we were pretending before. Yes. Um, so what's something that not many people know about you? Uh, well, I am... So in addition to all the you know other things that you've mentioned, I am in fact a photographer. Uh, so I uh, do that with the military, uh, Army Reserves. So that's something that not not a whole lot of people know about know about me. What's the most interesting thing that you've photographed in your uh, job duties? If you can tell us, no, I, I I can. Uh, it's most is mostly like a lot of like training stuff. Yeah, I got to take photos of some British special forces practicing like paratrooping, like so, like, like like flying on parachutes, like jumping like, out, yeah, of jump, jumping airplanes. out of a, yeah. So I I got to fly up into an airplane with some British special forces and take pictures of them jumping out of the plane. It's pretty cool. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what's a defining moment that really shaped your identity, who you are today? Hmm. Coming in with the bangers here. Uh, we don't hold back on laying down the law. <laughs> laying down the feels. Yeah. Laying down <laughs> the reels. Uh, uh, I would say, yeah, pro probably my time at, in college, uh, which, which was actually not, uh, not American Academy of Dramatic Arts, but actually uh, American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Oh crap! They're like, sorry, I messed that up. Yeah, they're 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 close close um, initials, but yeah, different schools. Not not too far away from each other though. Maybe I'll fix that in post. <laughs> what do you think, Jeff? Jeff's is nodding. Yeah, I need to fix that. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the school, right? But yeah, probably in post, you should do that again. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll uh, I'll go back and myself and say some say something else to not point out your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So what, I'll, I'll, what I'll be worried did... if we go back and fix it, and then I'm like, oh, you know, well, this thing that nobody actually hears. <laughs> actually, now it's become a bit. So now we're not going to change it. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Now it's become like a whole thing, and um, instead of it being like a bloop, now it's like a bloop bloop bloop. bloop. So we're going to keep it as bloop bloop bloop. But um, so at the AMDA, what's um, like, what about that experience really defined your identity and who you are? Uh, so that was really where I kind of uh, developed more like socially, I would say, is, you know, gr growing up high school and everything like I, I would like see people like at school or, or whatever. 
and then I just you know do my own thing you know uh out at home and everything uh but in in college I was I started getting a bit more outgoing because I was seeing people you know outside of school and uh you know going to parties throwing parties myself like that was all all new to me sort of because you found your tribe yeah yeah i'd say so uh, other that's, people that's, who, a, that's a really good that's a really good way of putting it yeah like, other people I found, who really I found my tribe and, yeah. yeah and i i was i was now cool as as cool as one can be in a uh performing arts college <laughs> it's like well the thing we i think we self-select our own nerd tribe and then we become the the the, the um the the chief of the nerd tribe yeah I hope that's not insensitive but um <laughs> you know the boss the, yeah uh, the main the main person um so um when you were a kid what was your absolute favorite thing to do uh I loved playing sports when I was a kid. Like I grew up playing uh baseball uh mostly and then uh like at some time some point that like mostly shifted to uh to tennis. Tennis became my my sport of choice around, around high school. Why did you love that so much? Uh it was I don't know, I I had always played when I was when I was a kid with, you know, my family, but then I started like really competing and it was, it just became, you know, something to work towards. And like, I ended up being better at it than other sports. So the, the, the experience of kind of progressing and mastering skills and things like yeah. that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, all right. My last question is um, my favorite question to ask every guest, which is what's the thing that you're grateful for? Uh, the very, very topical as to, uh, you know, next week being Thanksgiving. Mm. It, yeah. <laughs> Although when this is released, it'll be, uh, yeah. you know, closer to uh, the end of the year. But yeah. When we're yeah, working, yeah. So. So for those of you who are extreme <laughs> fans of laying down the law, yeah. we're recording this on November 20th, 2020. So you can just mark that down in your show notes Bible. I know we've got a listener in Russia who's following us closely and um, has been a super fan. And so just, um, you know, when you keep that in trivia deck in mind, just know that the, the Thanksgiving episode was actually recorded before Thanksgiving and released after Thanksgiving, which is an American holiday in which yeah. we give thanks. This is a special shout out to one of our listeners. Yeah, proceed. Go, go, Russian listener. Yeah, proceed. I think he's a fan of Yakov Spearblot, actually. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm gl glad I have that. I have that. I have a fan. Uh, so I'm. I'd say I'm probably most grateful for. Like this is gonna, you know, sound kind of just like plain, like you know, oh. Of course, you know, I was gonna say, but uh I'd say probably my uh, my parents. My uh my parents are I, you know, they're really supportive of my acting and I you know, what I'm out here out here in LA trying to do. So 
uh, they, you know, come see all my shows and uh, encourage me to stay out here in LA and not move back in with them again. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are your parents' names? Uh, my mom's name is Beth and my dad's name is Greg. All right. Well, we're going to dedicate this show to Beth and Greg. Yeah. We're raising the amazing Sean McCallan. And uh, where can people find you? If they, uh, they want to know more about Sean McCallan, where, where can they find you? So I do have a, uh, an Instagram. It's just Sean McCallan. Can you spell that? Uh, yes. Uh, S an audio medium. Yeah. S-E-A-N-M-C-C-A-L-L-O-N. And I believe play, and you know, I also have a, a TikTok now. You know, everybody's got a TikTok. And it's I the... do not have a TikTok. My kid is a TikTok. <laughs> I do not have a TikTok. So if you could explain what that is, uh, you know. Uh basi- basically it's like kind of if you ever knew what Vine was, it's practically just like the same thing. Uh basically short short little short videos and you can uh I think the big thing is using other people's sounds and like kind of like dubbing over like doing your own video on top of other people's audio or you where can, can make where can own. people find you on tiktok uh it is the same it's also just sean mccallan i make it easy yeah that that make is it easy. easy to find me <laughs> that is easy you know if your name is like tim smith or you know bob jones yeah. it's a little harder to do but sean mccallan um thank you very much for being on laying down the law again Thank and, you um, for having me. Can't wait Billy. to have you back and we can do more uh more insane musical improv and hopefully yeah. we I don't know if you can really get more insane than literally chopping <laughs> off the arms of um people and you know but 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 I think we'll find a way. Yes. So and thanks very much. I'm I'm, lo- I'm loving the uh, the new format. Uh, it's you know changed a little bit since the last time I was on. Yeah, it feels good, right? It's got a little yeah. bit of an arc to it, a little fun shape. All right. Well, Laying Down the Law is a product of Beyond Unreasonable Doubt, produced by Jeffrey Feiner and Verboten Productions. Our music is Galactic Damages by Jingle Punk. Cover art is courtesy of The Mighty Q. And I'm your host, Billy DeClerc, and I'm streamlined like a shark, but as friendly as a dolphin. Thank you very much, and that's our show. <laughs>